Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, March 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. More steps are being taken to deal with the new coronavirus. St. Louis Mayor Lida Krusen and city health officials have declared a public health emergency and announced all events of more than 1,000 people are prohibited until further notice. That comes as Missouri Governor Mike Parson announces that a Springfield resident is the second person in the state to test positive for the virus. This virus is hitting professional sports as well. Major League Baseball is delaying the opening of the season. The National Hockey League is suspending its regular season. The upstart XFL has canceled the rest of its games this year. And the NCAA has canceled this year's men's and women's basketball tournaments. More on the impact of coronavirus in a bit. Also, a little later, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson examines how yoga is making inroads in the black community. The city of St. Louis is among the organizations taking drastic steps to deal with the spread of coronavirus. The city is banning public gatherings of more than 1,000 people. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Phantom. The ban applies to all planned events such as concerts and conventions. It doesn't apply to churches, schools, or businesses where more than 1,000 people work. The announcement comes as dozens of local theaters, sports teams, and schools have announced they're temporarily shutting down or limiting attendance at functions. Marilita Krusen says she knows the ban will have big effects on the city's workers, particularly those who are paid hourly or who rely on tips. But she said keeping the virus contained is the city's number one goal. As devastating it is for businesses and employees, who work at those businesses, it would be very, very devastating to have many, many cases of COVID-19. So-called social distancing measures have helped get the virus under control in other countries. Krusen also told people to generously tip hourly workers if they're able. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. There are no instances of the virus in the city of St. Louis, but Missouri has its second probable case. A Springfield resident in her 20s has tested positive after recently returning from a trip to Austria. Springfield Green County Health Department Director Clay Goddard says officials are working to identify anyone who may have come into contact with the patient. We're working with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services to determine where the patient traveled after coming to the United States and any close contacts of that individual who were possibly exposed. State officials say 73 people in Missouri have been tested for the new coronavirus. Only two have come back positive, this case in Springfield and another in St. Louis County. Virus concerns have put the National Hockey League season on ice. The league says this is a temporary precaution. The Blues have six home games left on the schedule, and city officials say that could mean a revenue loss of $400,000. The NCAA is canceling its men's and women's basketball tournaments, Enterprise Center was a site for the first two rounds of the men's event. St. Louis Budget Director Paul Payne says sporting events canceling at the same time is something new. Each individual uh, uh, event is not uh, necessarily uh, impactful by itself, but if they start adding up, then we have to start raising the caution flag. Major League Baseball is delaying the start of the regular season. The upstart XFL has wiped out its remaining games for the first season of this version of the league. It is vowing to return next year. 
In other news, the Missouri Senate has passed legislation for a statewide prescription drug monitoring program that follows years of similar measures failing in that chamber. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports the House will have to approve some changes to the initial bill, but it is likely to be sent to the governor. The proposal originally put the Department of Health and Senior Services in charge of the program, but the Senate changed that to a private sector board run by physicians and prescribers, not the government. They also made sure prescribers are the only ones with access to the program to ensure privacy. Majority Floor Leader Caleb Browden from Columbia says he's glad they got it passed before the Senate leaves for a two-week break. It was a priority. Uh, got 21 votes, but, but, you know, certainly bipartisan support, and um, I, I expect the House to, to pick that up and pass it. Leadership in the House says they anticipate agreeing to the changes, but with coronavirus concerns, there's no time frame on when it will be called for a vote. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. The Collective STL is an example of how more African Americans are becoming involved in yoga, whether they are working out or becoming instructors. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson visited the North City studio to learn how yoga is good for communities dealing with stress and trauma. It's a Saturday morning in an old North St. Louis yoga studio. You can hear the sultry sounds of neo-soul music. People are skimming through African-American books in the mini-library. There's incense burning and casual greetings between yoga teachers and practitioners. After about 15 minutes of laughter and light conversations, the mood turns peaceful. The collective STL is ready to restore the 25 or so people in its studio one breath at a time. One of the biggest frustrations that I had when I was practicing yoga at different studios, we would practice and we would go through hard poses. We would sweat. It, you know, it was, it was rough. That's Terry Harris, one of the co-founders of the collective STL. He says the group allows men, women, and children to convene as one to build relationships. And then at the end of that class, you know, the men will go to the male's locker room and the women, right? And we would sit there and no one would even say anything to each other. And so as we started to put together the pieces of the collective, it was, we're going to make sure that people acknowledge you. And while inside this space, the donation-based organization provides just that. We're all responsible for the health and well-being of black people in North St. Louis. It's that attitude that led the four co-founders to bring free yoga four days a week, to a community where there is little to no access to neighborhood health care, fresh produce, and affordable gyms. Old North's median household income is about $20,000 a year, and the average cost of yoga in the city is about $300 a month. African Americans are not typically seen as avid yoga practitioners, but that's not true of the collective. Its entire staff is made up of certified black yoga instructors. That's co-founder Alonzo Nelson Jr. He says it's the collective's cultural responsibility to change the perception of yoga and showcase black yoga teachers. Well, I started practicing yoga in high school, so I was like, I was like maybe 20 years in. I never seen a black yoga teacher. I've never been in a class led by a black person. The collective STL is not exclusive to African Americans. Everyone is welcome as long as they support wellness in the black community. While teaching sessions, another founder, Erica Harris, who is also the wife of Terry Harris, says she knows life outside of yoga for African-Americans can be stressful. 
so she focuses on helping her yogis find their breath. You can breathe your way through anything. And I don't know that we are always taught that as black people. And so yoga, well, just your breathing can be a tool of coping and making it through those moments. Terry says he's conscious of injustices black people face daily. So the collective uses its studio as a safe space for the community to heal. In fact, research suggests that minorities who experience discrimination and microaggressions will likely take on chronic stress-related health issues, which includes mental health illnesses. Here are Terry and Nelson again. Black people in North St. Louis, because of the structural um, inequities and injustices that exist, need to rest. Particularly black men, we carry stress in our bodies. And oftentimes, because we don't have an outlet, it builds up in our bodies. So it's important that not only that we're breathing, but you get to relieve that tension and relieve that stress. Community organizer Jerome Harris has been practicing at the collective for a year. He believes being exposed to yoga as a child in North St. Louis would have helped him process stress. I brought about five of my young men because they've never done yoga. And so because I was exposed to it, you know what, hey, I want you to uh, be exposed to something. And then it gives you more options to choose from. And the collective is all about options. This year, it's looking to reach more black people in St. Louis through its first yoga training program and workshops for teachers, doulas, and hospice centers. We always close the class saying Ubuntu. I am because you are. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Holly Edgel edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.